Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com upgrade. Exchange Podcast. Have you guys been like totally sensing the fact that we are basically almost at the very end of winter here? Granted, in the north, winter and spring is sort of this dance, so to speak, of a little bit of winter, a little bit of spring, a little bit of winter. A little less winter, a little more spring. But nonetheless, it is evident in the fact that the temperatures are getting a little more consistently warm. The snow is melting and not sticking around even when it is snowing quite a bit. And on top of that, the light. The light is always the first indication to me. When the light changes, there is just this energy that shifts. And I always say that when the rings develop around the bottoms of the trees here. I know that spring isn't too far because the trees always know. And I have just noted this over the past five years of being here, that once that happens, it doesn't mean that spring's just going to show up tomorrow. Instead, I realize what it means is that spring is within grasp, that it is inevitable. So as my, I see my friends tapping their trees this year, something that I decided to not tackle this year ourselves, we're not tapping our maple trees. Instead, I decided to focus on growing things in high tunnels this year as my energy focus. Sometimes we have to do less in order to do new things. And that was one of mine. So I'm seeing them do that. And then one of my friends said, oh, we'll probably be done tapping our trees and they'll stop running by the end of March. And when the trees stop running, that's really spring to me. So it was a real wake up of like, wow, we've made it through winter. It, It got me really excited. And it also made me realize that this is the month that our community is launching. As these trees are melting the snow around their bases, I am becoming aware that it is now time to start discussing what is ahead for Fresh Exchange. And in fact, 
tomorrow, I need you guys to watch our Instagram because we're going to be giving away three memberships. These will be annual memberships. And I'm going to discuss that in just a minute, but I want you to mark your calendar tomorrow to enter this. It'll be a week long giveaway. It is for people to join our email newsletter. Now, if you are already one of our email newsletter subscribers, you already entered. Instead, maybe you could tag some friends and get them to join along with you because I promise you guys, this is going to be an amazing thing. So I'm going to break down why you are going to want to join this and you're going to want your friends to join this. So basically, let me just explain our community before we jump into the seed starting conversation. We're going to get there and it's going to be different than you anticipate, of course. And there's lots of good stuff coming this in just a few minutes. But I really want to talk about this because this is the next level of fresh exchange. This is where we dig in even deeper. And that's what I'm so excited about. So our community is designed to be off of social media. It is not a social media platform. It is a community based platform that we manage. Mike and I. It is only us and we will be there participating, building, curating everything. So there are no algorithms. There are no anything to pull you away. You dictate what you see and control. And we are making sure that it is all stuff that is helpful, that dives you deeper into your connection with nature, into community, into growth. I want it to be a completely positive space that every time you enter it, you feel as if you've expanded, that you you have grown and you've made connections along the way. So that is the base. But how we're doing this is there are going to be four times in the year. Yes, they are tied to the seasons. The first week of each new season, we will open the community gates. This is your opportunity four times a year to join our community. Now you can get an annual membership. And if you get the annual membership, not only will you save money for the full year, but you don't have to worry about these gates, but say that you really just want to participate in a couple seasons. These are the gates you're going to want to watch. And we are offering seasonal memberships and why we're doing only this and not a month to month is I know that in community, it is best when everybody enters at the same time. There's these windows of new people coming in together because then we can welcome you. We can bring you into the circle and we can say, we want to know you as a community. So this first time in spring is going to be new for every single person. Our first gate will open for spring March 20th to the 27th. It's one week and we will be opening it. You will be able to jump into the community to decide whether you want to commit to the year or to a one season. The other gates that will open is the first week of summer, the first week of fall, and the first week of winter. Now you may be wondering why we worked in this way, where there's these seasons that we enter. And I know it may be a little bit obvious, but I want to talk about it a little bit because a lot of you ask for monthly payments and I understand that, but I believe that it's much more communal to have a moment when we all enter and then we shift. And those natural rhythms are with each season. There are different needs. There are different things. There are different programming we are going to go through within the community that I am going to do with you guys. There are different questions we're going to be answering. There are different people we're 
we're going to be bringing in. So I want these specific moments where we all begin and we mark this new season by bringing in new people. If you're new in general to a full year of programming with us and entering the community, or you're just jumping in for the season and you're going to take a break from a season because you're not gardening as much. And then you want to jump back in, say in the spring and the summer again totally fine. But what this allows us to do is to commit to a season together this way that every single person feels welcomed at a specific time. Everybody in the community knows when new people enter and leave and we all can connect on those movements. And it's just such an amazing marker to seasonal rhythms. That is what we decided to do. And hopefully that is something that's interesting to all of you. And if it is not, I absolutely understand. Like I said, this is the extra deeper level of what we're offering for Fresh Exchange. So if you have questions, feel free to DM me, message me, an email, anything like that, I am willing to answer these questions. And this whole month, we are going to be talking and answering those questions, discussing it. And there will be a very specific podcast where Mike and I come on and discuss the links of this community and everything that we're doing so that you understand it, because it is so important because this is different than other gardening and other communities that you've experienced possibly in the past that are on Facebook or things like that. This is specifically designed to be communal, to be about teaching, to be about connection. And we are going to be learning how to garden with each other. We are going to be able to ask curious questions. You're going to feel supported. You are going to feel all these things in this space because I know this community and you guys are amazing people that have great hearts and such a passion for the natural world and connecting to it and connecting to each other and looking for the good in the world. And that's why I know this is going to be amazing. Isn't just about me. It actually has very little to do about me. It has everything to do about you guys because I know and I've been able to participate in experiencing who you guys are just through DMs, through messaging, through comments, and you guys are incredible humans. So I know you're going to bring that into this community and it's going to be beautiful. So some of the assets of this community are pretty simple. There are zones and you can join into a zone. You can follow a specific zone forum and you can actually talk with people. You can send each other DMs. Like if somebody says, you know, I'm living in zone six and I'm in Michigan and I have extra rhubarb plants this year. Is there anyone in Michigan who would be interested? Shoot me a message. You can send somebody, that person a message and coordinate together how to get those rhubarb plants or having challenges with upcoming weather. You can talk with the people in your community. On top of that, there is also another whole section where you can share your garden with their community. People can welcome you, ask you questions. You can build your own profile to say things about who you are, what you do, all sorts of different things. There are specific areas for different topics such as chickens, beekeeping, seed swapping, small container gardening specifically, pest management, all of these different very specific topics. And we will add and adjust as we see the needs within the community from you guys. Then there's all the resources. There's the resources that I have put together that will be purchasable individually if you would like them. But if you are a community member, there's no need to purchase. These things are available to you. So you can utilize them. You can print them. They will help you through every step of the way. But 
The other thing is, is I also will have different books I read, the essential things that I have on hand, kind of like a book club, but I'm not making it a book club specifically. If we want that, I will add that and we will figure that out. But there are books to read, resources in that way as well. The other thing that we will be doing is there will be an events page where you will be able to see what events are coming up. I will do some Q&As two times a month. And then we will also have other people coming in to do things like chefs talking about recipes, things like this. We are going to talk about preservation. I mean, the there is so much and I have specific programming that I am creating that is helping you as you solve these problems within the community and zones and topics with the rest of the community members and myself. But I will also be bringing that deeper level to what we are doing in how this connects us to nature. So if you love what we're doing here on the podcast, I promise there's going to be even more of that in this. So I am seriously so excited as I've been putting this together. It's a little overwhelming right now and it's taking a lot of work, but I am so passionate about it and I just cannot wait to see it filled with all your faces and it in motion. It's like the beginning of all the things that I hoped we could do and it's beyond my wildest dreams. So it seems appropriate that it's launching the first day of spring. So mark your calendars and also mark your calendars for tomorrow because we are going to be doing the giveaway and then we are going to be doing another giveaway for one season or for three seasonal memberships the following week, just before launch. I think you guys are going to love it. Like I said, we are just beginning this process. So I want to, after that, I just wanted to do that little bit of housekeeping so that you guys can get excited. Like I said, we are going to be talking about this. And then from here on out, once the community launches, I will share little tidbits of saying there are events and things like some of the stuff that's going on in the community. So maybe if you're not willing to commit right away and you want to give it some time, I also understand that, but I want to let you know how we're working through things in the community. And these things will be highlighted also in our email newsletter that is free. But I know you're really here to hear about seat starting. And before I get going in this, I also want to say that there is a blog post that details everything specifically about seat starting, every single little detail that you guys would want to know. So first, if you haven't headed there, it's in the show notes. I also have another post about where I buy seeds and that's also in the show notes. So if you have questions about that, head over there while you listen to me discuss the depths of why we seed start, because that's what we're talking about today. And I think this may be one of my favorite topics (laughs) that I've spoken about outside of food. I don't know. It's hard. I love talking about food too. But seed starting specifically is something that I have grown to find this connection to that I, I don't, I always was connected to, but I didn't understand it, I think until this year. And I don't know why, I truly, I don't. So I think we're going to have fun talking about this today. And this isn't a long discussion. It's more of one of those things I want to leave you with a lot of ideas and let you like just meander on them and meditate on them and navigate them for yourself. Because I think it's maybe it's something you've thought about. Maybe it's not. First want to just 
kick in, kick into this with something that kind of got me thinking about this. It, it spurred my thoughts. And I don't know if any of you have read Mary Oliver. Maybe you have, maybe you're not familiar with who she is, but I love her. And maybe if you've read her, that's probably not a surprise, <laughs> but I recently picked up her upstream selected essays book and actually got it for my birthday and I had read bits and pieces, but I had never read the actual book. And I started reading it. And this passage particularly really stood out to me. And I think it's a really good one as we start this month specifically. But it's also really good because I think it put into perspective the greater concept of why in this moment, when we can look it is so closely at the finite little feelings of moments that we're in. You know, I think when we're parents and we're in a pandemic, it feels endless. And then we forget to see the bigger picture. And this really spoke to me about that and the work that we're doing sometimes that may not be as evident when we're trying to cook dinner and we're trying to keep up with laundry and we're trying to get all the dishes done and trying to balance our career and everything feels impossible. This to me, opened me up to that. And then it led into like this deeper depths that connected to seed starting and everything. And so I want to start with that. And so I'm just going to read a short little bit to you. I hope you guys enjoy it. I feel like this is really important or else I wouldn't do that. So this is Mary Oliver's in her selected essays from Upstream. It's one of the first essays in there. Now in the spring, I kneel. I put my face into the packets of violets, the dampness, the freshness, the sense of everness. Something is wrong. I know it. If I don't keep my attention on eternity, may I be the tiniest nail in the house of the universe, tiny, but useful. May I stay forever in the stream. May I look down upon the windflower and the bowl thistle and the coreopsis with the greatest respect. Teach the children. We don't matter so much, but the children do. Show them daisies and the pale hepatica. Teach them the taste of sassafras and wintergreen. The lives of the blue sailors, mallow, sunburst, the moccasin flowers, and the frisky ones, inkberry, lamb's quarters, blueberries, and the aromatic ones, rosemary, oregano. Give them peppermint to put in their pockets as they go to school. Give them the fields and the woods and the possibility of the world salvaged from the lords of profit. Stand them in the stream. Head them upstream. Rejoice as they learn to love this green space they live in. It sticks and leaves and then the silent, beautiful blossoms. Attention is the beginning of devotion. I know you probably want to hear that again. So you can reverse it a little bit. But I read that and I think it went back to it six times in one week. And it kept like even it replayed in my dreams I could hear some of her words. May I stand in the stream. May I be a tiny nail. May teach the children. We don't matter so much, but they do. Attention is the beginning of devotion. Whoa. I mean, come on, right? I mean, just thinking about these things, it makes me a little bit emotional. And you may be thinking, Megan, what the hell does this have to do with seed starting? Hold on. We're getting there. Okay. So sure. This is how my mind works. I hope it's helpful to you because these are the things I meditate on when I'm walking, when I'm with my kids. It's just how I function when I'm gathering the eggs of the chickens or shoveling snow. I think continually about these things 
And I'm always looking for something deeper than what exists right in front of me, that the reality has some deeper meaning. So when we talk about seed starting, we think instantly about the checklist of things. As I was going through this, I thought about parenting. There is this process we go through when we're thinking about parenting, when we're thinking about starting seeds. Like this is this is a correlation. See, starting seeds is extremely similar to becoming a parent. You're about to have these tiny vulnerable things that you have to pay attention to all the time. And that sounds overwhelming. Parenting sounds overwhelming. Having a newborn sounds overwhelming. But it's something that as humans we desire to do. We decide we desire to create something beyond ourselves. And it doesn't mean it's easy. And in fact, I think that it's supposed to be challenging because that's where we're supposed to do some work. That's the thing that's supposed to refine us, take us away from ourselves and focus on others a little bit. But what I want to say is that when we start these seeds, we get, we start defi- like figuring out all the different things that we need. Just like when we're thinking about having a baby, we find out we're pregnant, we're expecting, and this list grows of all these things we have to have in order to make this happen. When we forget that newborns they, they're just this vulnerable thing that needs us. And the same thing is true of plants. They're a vulnerable thing that need us to tend to them, to get them started into the bigger world. But when we seed start, we're turning our attention. In our home, seed starting is one of the most exciting times of the year because it means that we're walking out of winter and we're beginning into this deeper part of the year, right? And I realized this year that there was this moment where my son came up to me and he said, mom, we got to start some seeds. Like he was just like, Ugh. like we got to do this. And I think he was ready. He was ready to get into action, to make movement into the bigger year. And I resonated with that. I was like, yeah, okay, like, let's do this. So we got some soil got some seed starting mix. We got the trays out. We shook out the mouse poop that was in them and, you know, all the joys of keeping things in a garage that mice also decide is their home because you live in a field in the woods. And we got all the stuff, all the simple things. We didn't get the heat mats or the LED lights and we didn't do all the stuff that we normally do. And I was just like, you know what? We're just going to start simple, see what happens. But there was an energy when I pulled this bag of soil and my son stood there looking, looking at it and I cut it open and there was a smell, the smell of earth. And it, I realized in that moment how much I needed that. I hadn't smelled earth since October, November, like that deep scent of earth. You, If you know it, you know it, like you should know it. Every human should know that scent. In that same week, I was reading in Braiding Sweetgrass as I tied up the last few chapters of it because I've been putting it down and picking it up to read other books over the past few months. And in it, she talked about how there's studies that show that the smell of soil or humus, I think is the word she uses in the book, creates the hormone oxytocin as a response in our bodies. That is the same hormone that connects mother and child. I've been sitting with that one for a while (laughs) because I was thinking about the analogy of parenting and the expecting of a newborn and that newborn comes, that newborn arrives and you smell that baby and that oxytocin that floods your body. It's unlike anything 
And that is the same exhilaration that happens when I smell the soil. When I smell that and I touch it and I feel it, it feels like hope. It feels like joy. And just doing that action of filling the containers with my son and we just left it there and then the mudroom smelled of soil. It smelled of the earth. I felt hope. I felt joy. I felt less concern for the greater problems in the world. Like there, there was, there was this instantaneous release. And so it turned my attention. It made me realize that something I had been missing was simply the very act of being in contact with the natural, like with the earth itself, which winter kind of takes us from. We can still be connected to nature, but here in the north, to touch the earth, earth below the snow takes some work in the winter. And automatically our attention was turned. The shift in what we saw in our day-to-day became different because now as we gathered our seeds, we planned it all out and we put them in there. We wrote the tags, we watered them. I now was waiting and so was my son to see the first green things pop up. And once they popped up, they are like newborns. Our attention has to be on them. It has to be because if they dry up, they could die and we could lose them as that potential of what they will be in our garden. So we have to pay attention to them. We have to put them in a common space where we can see them, that we're passing them, that they are an everyday now part of our life. So we've now committed to this new relationship, which will carry into pretty much the rest of the year. We will spend a year devoted to these plants, loving them, knowing them, learning them. And that's what seed starting in it is. It's the beginning of devotion, because if we are not devoted and learn that devotion to the natural world, it's hard to be able to consistently care for something that isn't ourselves. And I think with a garden, and I guess I don't want, (laughs) I don't want you to think that parenting and, and gardening is exactly a perfect analogy. Obviously it is not, but raising a human is a lot more challenging, but I think it's a great analogy to help us prepare our minds and prepare our hearts and prepare the greater feelings of what we're about to experience in some way. But I think what is even more interesting about that piece from Mary Oliver and what tied seed starting to me and got me really thinking about especially as I watch my son, the passion that instantly happens in his eyes when he sees plants, the joy that he feels when we see those first green things, how he gets so excited to hold those little plants and put them in the ground. And he asks like, are they going to be okay? You know, are they going to make it? Did we do everything right? And obviously we never know. We win some, we lose some out in the garden. But what I've realized in watching him is the more I connect to nature, particularly as a parent through his eyes, I connect even more deeply to this mother-child connection that I have with the natural world. Meaning that nature is our great greatest mother, right? Like she she's our greatest teacher. She's everything. And when I dive deeper and deeper into things like going into the woods, starting seeds, growing a garden, raising animals, I start to come back to myself in this way that I don't know if I can really put words to yet. And I'm trying to figure out how to talk about this, how to write about it. And maybe some of you have this feeling, but I found watching my son 
that I've realized that the closer we come to nature, the closer we come to ourselves. And in turn, it's that childlike part of ourselves. And when I say childlike, I don't mean in a bad way. I mean, in the best way, I mean it in the way that this is the part of ourselves that gets pushed under the rug in order to survive in the larger world. And I know you probably didn't expect (laughs) the seed starting combo to go there. Like I said, this isn't, this is why we're seed starting beyond just growing things for our garden and saving some money, which I don't, I don't know if that math works out, but I, I I just have realized that I feel these things that nothing else in my adult life has allowed me to feel like I come back to this sense of play, this sense of creativity, this sense of childlike imagination and freedom. The deeper I connect back to nature in every tiny little thing that I do that slowly moves me there. And I notice it because my son is so similar to me. Like I can almost see myself as a child in him. And so when I see that joy in him, I go back to those moments that I myself stood in a garden with my grandfather around his age and ate the broccoli heads while he weeded away. And I think about those days in that garden with him and how I felt those things like my son did. And it gives me this automatic permission and grace for myself. The same grace and permission I offer my son, I then start offering to myself. And gosh, isn't that, isn't that something like, and I'm not always good at it, but I have found more of that the deeper I connect into these things in the natural world. And so I think Mary Oliver specifically in this piece was talking about children But I'm not 100% sure she wasn't also talking about ourselves as children. I don't know. But what I love is that that connection and that thing begins with attention. We start paying attention to nature. We in turn start paying attention to ourselves. Then that attention turns to devotion to nature and then devotion to ourselves. I don't know. Maybe that's too big. But I feel that when I start my seeds, I start reconnecting to that. My attention turns also turns to me in a new way. And I love that because it's like a new opportunity to relearn devotion to myself because I'm coming back to finding devotion to nature again. Wow. I just feel like I went through catharsis, but (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed that. I just want you guys to see these things sometimes, because I think when we talk about gardening, we talk about these bigger pieces of gardening that maybe feel advanced We forget that there's also play involved. There's work in us that is happening right beside these things. And maybe you're not looking for that, which is fine. But I think there's an opportunity to expand ourselves. I just, I continually believe the more I dig in that nature is the greatest healer and the greatest therapist. Not that we don't need both. (laughs) So I think we need human therapists and I think we need natural therapists. I'm just going to leave that with you guys today. As your attention is turning to whatever that thing may be, maybe it's not your seeds, maybe it's not nature. What is it affecting you and devoting yourself to? I think that is the question that we should always be asking. That I think is why this is stuck with me is because I keep saying is like, this is pulling my attention. How is it shifting my devotion? How is it affecting myself? And to me, nature is the only thing I want to turn my attention to because it makes me better at being devoted to healing myself, to being graceful to myself, which 
ultimately is better for every single person that is in my proximity. So we'll just meditate on that this week. I hope you guys love this. I really was struggling with how to do this podcast today because I didn't feel like just talking about the methods of seed starting was the right way to go. But of course, there's always something that comes. The universe always tells us what we're supposed to say or what we're supposed to do. And if we doesn't come, that means it wasn't what we were supposed to do. You got to trust that. So next week, I am so excited. We have Andrea Bemis of Tumbleweed Farm and Dishing Up the Dirt. She has written two incredible cookbooks about seasonal and local eating. She is a farmer. She is a mother. She lives out in Oregon and her and her husband have a gorgeous farm and they just do an incredible job. I have learned so much from Andrea and our conversation about local eating is probably one of my favorite conversations I've ever had. I actually got into really digging into local eating because of her. And I was thinking about some of it and she presented a great challenge. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this with her. Since then, she's created a documentary, a cookbook, all of it. And her recipes are some of our favorite in our family. So I felt like I sat down with a friend, had this amazing conversation all about how we can be connected to our neighbors. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful conversation. It's a little bit long, but I think you guys are really going to love it. And I think it plays very well into this concept of building community that we're going to be discussing as we head into this month. So as always, see you out there, friends. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.